Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast. My name is Adriana, also known as New York Giants Fangirl on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm your host. And today is going to be another great episode, and that is because it is Victory Monday. The Giants beat the Ravens 24-20 to to advance to 5-1. and And there's a lot of good stuff to talk about it, so let's chat their opponents in the second half 87 to 49 and in the fourth quarter alone it's been 48 to 22. Now last year I'm pretty sure we all remember that embarrassing stat was that the Giants were being outscored 87 to 0 in the second half of games and this year not this year not this year it's been turned around the coaching is doing incredible things, keeping these guys in games, and the players are executing. And that stat is just an example of it being shown. Now, everyone who's anti-Daniel Jones and hates him for whatever reason you hate him for, I want you to pay attention. Listen up to these next three things, okay? First up, according to NFL research, Daniel Jones is the first quarterback since 2016 to beat the last two MVPs in back-to-back games. Do I need to repeat myself? Okay, so you got to stop hating on Jones. Enough is enough because Daniel Jones also leads the NFL with four game-winning drives this season. He's gone 8-3 and three in his last 11 starts, which is the best that he's done with the Giants, clearly. But I know a lot of fans going into this year, their big concern with Jones is that he was the reason, part of the reason why the Giants were losing games. And this year, he is part of the reason why they're winning games. And that is what so many of us wanted to see. And when you lead the NFL with four game-winning drives... A mediocre quarterback is not capable of doing that. And Jones is being elevated to a good quarterback this year. And we're seeing it week after week after week. He's tough as nails. And he's doing everything he can to win. And he's going to continue. I believe it. And you should believe it too. Now next we have to talk about Dexter Lawrence. Because Dexter Lawrence already earns his fifth-year contract, which they already signed him to, which at this point, I just want them, maybe they should just get rid of that and just sign him to a 10-year deal because he is incredible. He already has four sacks this year, which is also his career high, and we're only in week six. So the sky is high for Dexter. With having Leo back, the two of them are the dynamic duo on the defensive line that play off each other and make amazing plays. So I'm super excited for Sexy Dexy. He's having an amazing season. Already beat his career high with four sacks, and I just know that that's going to continue with him. Next up, Evan Neal. He only allowed one QB hurry on 32 pass blocking snaps. One QB hurry on 32 pass blocking snaps. So everyone who was worried about Neal when he had a bad game, and he's a bust, and blah, 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 blah. I hope you paid attention yesterday because these rookies and Neil is not the only one. It's going to take them a little time to adjust to the NFL and they're learning every week and they're being humbled every week. 
And Kayvon Thibodeau was the first one to say that, that he's been humbled since being out on the field in the National Football League compared to college. So give these guys a little bit of time. We saw it yesterday with Thibodeau with his strip sack that sealed the game. These guys are learning and they're improving and no one should be worried about them because they're doing just fine. Going into yesterday's game, Thibodeau led the defensive rookies with the most pressures and that was eight. And the number only went up after yesterday. So let's feel confident in these rookies, confident in the coaching staff that they are doing their parts and they're doing what they can to win. And we're going to talk more about the rookie class when I get to stats and stuff because, oh my God, Joe Shane and this draft. Everyone that he drafted that has been on the field has been making plays and has been helping this team win games. Wandale Robinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, and Daniel Bellinger are out there and they're doing it. And it's amazing. So imagine that this is only their first year in the NFL. It's only the beginning for them, you guys. So I feel really good about the rookie class. And I hope you do, especially after yesterday's game. The last stat here before we talk about the offense. Going into yesterday's game, Lamar Jackson was 12-0 and against the entire NFC. And now he's 12 and 1. So special thank you to the Giants for beating the Ravens yesterday and giving Lamar his first loss to the NFC. All right, let's talk about the offense of a tough situation, which they did. All right, so let's talk about Daniel Jones, who in the past game went 19 for 27 for 173 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Now, he was sacked four times, but still, two passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Great day from Jones. He didn't run as much as I was expecting him to run, and I don't know if his ankle played a part in it. To me, it seems like he was healthy. Um, I think there just wasn't really the RPO. He didn't take the run option as much as I probably would have expected him to based on what he did in the Packers game. But don't fret. We will definitely see more of Daniel Jones running in the future. I think playing against Jacksonville on Sunday, we will definitely see more of that. So let's talk about the top rushing players. Number one is obviously Saquon Barkley, 22 carries for 83 yards with one touchdown. Now, it took the run game a little while to get going yesterday, but here's the thing with this new Giants and the coaching staff is that they made the adjustments and in the second half, they ran the ball so much better than they did in the first. And one thing, one other thing we need to talk about, two things we need to talk about with Saquon Barkley. Dable was asked post game if him and Saquon had talked about him sliding at the second yard line instead of going in for the touchdown. And Dable said, 100%, we talked about it. That was the plan, and Saquon executed it perfectly, which he did. And Saquon was asked about it post-game and said, what are you going to say to all of the fantasy GMs who started you and you could have had a second touchdown? And he said, you know, it is what it is. 
what I do on the field and what I do for my team comes first. And I just love this guy. He's the best. Um, He also said something else that I thought was really indicative of the coaching staff. And he said after the game that it's okay to be happy. They're obviously very happy that they're five and one, but they're not getting cocky and they're still taking it one week at a time. So they're not going to let them being five and one. And Dable says this every week too, but I think to hear it from a player makes it feel like it's not just coach speak, right? Like the players in the building believe it as well and are feeling the same way that yes, they're happy post game and they can enjoy the rest of their Sunday and be super excited and rehab on Monday and whatnot. But when they get back into the building on Wednesday, It's back to business and it's back to fixing their mistakes because they're not a perfect team. And to hear that from him, who's a captain, speaks volumes. All right, next up, let's talk about Jones. So six carries for six yards. Again, not as much running as I was expecting, but it's important to get, obviously, Saquon really involved in the run game, especially against a team like the Ravens, and they pulled it out. Now, not a ton of of success with the run game. They didn't hit 100 yards because Matt Breida had three carries for negative six yards. So not the greatest run day for him. But again, not every week is going to be perfect. They still managed to pull out the win. And I guarantee we'll see more of Matt Breida next week. And his stats will look a whole lot different. Now let's move along to the receiving game because the top two receivers were rookies. And first up is Daniel Bellinger, who had five receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown. He had five targets, too, so we went five for five. His longest catch was 10 yards. Daniel Bellinger is, for me, the tight end that this Giants team has been missing since well before Evan Ingram. I don't even know who was the tight end before him. It feels like it was so long ago. But we have not had a tight end like this that can catch, that can run, that can block. He does it all, you guys. And he's a rookie. And he's learning and he's improving every week. And I just feel like the sky is going to be the limit for him. And I am so happy that Joe Shane picked him because... He's already doing wonders for this offense. Speaking of, Wandale Robinson was out since week one with an MCL sprain. We all thought he was going to be back last week for the Packers. He even traveled to London, but he just wasn't 100% ready to go. And we've seen this with this coaching staff, that if they are not 100%, they are not being played. And you know what? It is what it is. Would we have loved to have Wandale in the game last week? 100%. But He came out ready to play yesterday, and he had three receptions out of four targets for 37 yards. His longest was 17 yards. He made plays when he was called upon to make plays. And again, he's back. He's feeling good. I'm excited to see what else he can do. We're going to see more creativity from him over the next few weeks. He did play a good portion of the snaps. I would have liked to see him more, but I did expect that coming off an injury, he was going to be on a pitch count. So next week, expect to see him at 100% full go. I think that we'll see him a lot more. 
Next up, Marcus Johnson, who again for the second week in a row was elevated from the practice squad and had a great game for the Giants. He had two receptions on four targets for 25 yards and the longest was 18. Next up, Darius Slayton had three targets and only one catch for 18 yards. Now I know everyone is going to get on Darius Slayton and I was expecting a big game from him, especially coming off of the Packers game, but this is Unfortunately, the thing with Slayton is he's not as consistent as everyone, I think, would like him to be. So I would like to see him bounce back strong against the Jaguars on Sunday. Um, Listen, he's got to catch the ball and he's got to make plays when he's called upon. He almost had that catch in the end zone, but... I, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I don't know if that means he's not going to be here next year, but if he plays like the way he played versus the Packers, then I'm sure that we'll see more of him. And again, we don't really have any other receivers, so we need him out there, um, you know, until we ever get Kadarius Tony back if we do. But I also think it's really important that we focus on the, about the guys that are on the field because the guys that are rehabbing and the guys that are on the bench – are not helpful, if you will. So I know, you know, everyone's down on Tony and they all say, well, wait till we have him back. We'll finally have a number one receiver. And I get it. But here's the thing. We're winning games without him and the team's doing what they have to do to win. So until he's on the field and catching passes and scoring touchdowns, I don't really care about Kadarius Tony. And that sounds a little harsh, but... It is what it is. Until he's on the field and he contributes, it doesn't matter what he's doing on the sidelines or in his free time or whatever. So anyway, Richie James had uh, two targets for two receptions for 18 yards. Matt Breida was also used in the receiving game, two targets for two receptions for 17 yards. Saquon, of course, three for three for 12 yards. And then David Sills, two targets, one catch for eight yards. So overall, a better day receiving for the Giants. I think that we're going to continue to see the pass game involved a lot more over the next few weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm especially excited to see more from the rookies from Wandale and Daniel Ballinger. So we have to talk about the Jones fumble just for a second. Um, What I will say is that I'm glad not everyone is completely jumping down his throat. If it obviously turned out differently, then we would be. He has been a lot better at ball security. And, you know, he still, I think, struggles a little bit with feeling pressure. He obviously had no idea that that guy was as close to him as he was and swatted the ball out. But lucky for him, it was the end of the half and they couldn't do anything with it. So it is what it is. It will still go against his stat line. But at the end of the day, that's not the reason why we lost games or um, were losing games. It's not because of that fumble. Now, on the flip side of that, Leonard Williams had the one fumble recovery. So two turnovers for the Giants in this game, which going into week six against the Ravens, they had zero. So very impressive. They managed to get two, especially considering the Ravens were leading the league with the most takeaways prior to yesterday. 
So very good job for our defense. We are going to talk about them next because, my God, they put on a show. And I want to start with Julian Love because I told you guys on Instagram before the game, I had four players to watch if you missed it. The first one was Daniel Bellinger because he had a big game against the Packers, and I knew we were going to see him more this week, especially because Tanner Hudson missed some practice in the week due to an illness. Second up was Darius Slayton, who I was hoping was going to build off the Packers game, but obviously he didn't. Um, Number three was Kayvon Thibodeau because he had eight pressures going into week six, and I just felt like he was going to get his first sack. I just felt it. He's been so close every week. He's been just inching a tiny bit closer, and I just felt like this was going to be the week. And then number four was my boy Julian Love, who... Leading the team in tackles going into yesterday with 36. He's all over the field. He is a team player. He does whatever the coaches ask him to do. Another guy that I want them to sign to a 10-year contract, and I hope they do it now, would be great. He had five total tackles, three of them solo, uh, two pass deflections, and the one and only interception that the New York Giants have had this whole year. So I said it before, and I'm going to say it again, is the stats tell part of the story, but they don't tell everything because someone like Julian Love getting that first interception, not only what it did for the defense, what it did for the team, but it turned the game around. And there was no better time for an interception than that, really. I mean, no better time. So... This is what the defense is doing, and this is what the players are doing. They are executing, and they are making plays when it's most needed. So one of my other favorites, Xavier McKinney led the team this week with nine tackles, five of them solo. Fabian Moreau was right behind him. He had eight solo tackles. Now, Dane Belton, another rookie who... I swear when I was watching the game yesterday, he came out of nowhere on every play and was involved in every tackle. And I know he doesn't have like 75 tackles from yesterday's game, but he should have because I swear that every time someone was making tackles, he was right there. So he's been all over the field. Another rookie who dealt with an injury during the preseason and the beginning of the season, he came back and he came back strong. He had six total tackles, Five of them solo. One of them was a pass deflection. Next up, Adoree Jackson, another guy who had a great game who's all over the field. He had four total tackles, three solo, one pass deflection. And then my buddy Kayvon. Now, it might not seem like a lot. He's only credited with three total tackles. Three of them were solo. But he got his first sack, and he got it when the Giants needed it most. And something else we need to talk about with Kayvon. I know in the offseason, there was a lot of talk about his personality and some concerns that people had, and I was one of them, was definitely a little bit concerned. Um, But he has exceeded my expectations in every way, shape, and form. And I hope that for some people like me who were a little concerned about the personality thing, I mean, we watched what happened with OBJ and Eli Apple and some of these guys, and you know, that kind of stuff concerns me because at the end of the day, it's a team sport and I want everyone to be on the same page and I want them all to work together and play for the team, not for themselves, not for sponsorships, not for partnerships and that kind of thing. So 
Kayvon has just been absolutely incredible. And I hope you guys all saw the video that the Giants posted after the game of him crying into the camera. And he just said, you know, you guys can see my emotions. And that, to me, is someone who is a team player and who is the future of the Giants. Because he did it for the team. It wasn't for him. And he's, to be someone like Kayvon, he's a rookie coming into this league. He's got a lot to live up to. He's got high expectations from everyone across the board, not just Giants fans, not just the Giants organization. It's the NFL. It's everyone. I just had to stop recording and take a breath because this is also making me very emotional just picturing him crying like that because Giants fans have been through a lot. We've been through a lot these last couple years. And to see someone like him be so passionate and be so open about crying in front of 80,000 people plus the 2 million Instagram followers that the Giants have shows a lot about who he is as a person and the fact that he's comfortable doing that. And I think it shows a lot. I hope it does a lot for other players in the league. There's been a lot of talk, you know, about mental health and some of the things, and I'm uh, bear with me as I go on this tangent just briefly. I'll make it quick. But For him to openly cry is something you would never imagine seeing from him, much less anyone else in the National Football League. So I just hope that people understand the value behind that and him already being an amazing role model for kids. And I think that that's all that anyone, myself included, who was a little concerned about him coming in, I mean, what more could you ask for? Seriously. So anyway, we're going back to the stats now, but just an incredible game for Kayvon. I think it's just the beginning of a very bright future for him with the Giants. And I could not be happier that Shane picked him at number five. It was well worth it. Okay, someone else we need to talk about is Jalen Smith, who is another guy who came in here seemingly out of nowhere, like Marcus Johnson, came in here and just making plays. Now, again, the stat line doesn't cover it. Three total tackles, two of them solo, but he made tackles at the right time. He's all over the field. He's getting involved. He just has been a really amazing pickup for this team. And he did some great work for the Giants last year. He played a couple games with them last year. But this year, I think he's just going to have a much higher ceiling. And we're already seeing what he can do with just a couple games under this coaching staff. And I'm excited about him. I think that we're going to see a lot more from him as we go on. Um, All right, so quickly, Jihad Ward had two tackles, Leonard Williams two, Dexter Lawrence one, O'Shane Zimenez one, Cam Brown one, Evan Neal one, Justin Ellis one, Tomon Fox one. 
What I want to talk about out of that whole list, we already touched on um, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. O'Shane Zimenez. This guy got pretty much banned last year after the offsides that turned out was not really an offsides, but is why the Giants ended up losing the game. And after that, buried in the depth chart, didn't see him. So many people, myself included, were like, what are we even doing keeping this guy on the team? So I know a lot of us were shocked when he made the 53. He had a great offseason, preseason, everything. And now we're seeing what the coaching staff has been seeing this offseason, that this is the O'Shane Zimenez that he had the potential to be and he wasn't able to be that because he made one mistake and the coaching staff wrote him off. So for guys like him, I'm really excited about O'Shane. I think he has been doing an amazing job week in and week out. He has been helping the team win the games. He's been making big tackles where it counts. And he just is... He just is having a great season, and I want him to continue to do that, and I think that he will. And again, I have to applaud the coaching staff on what they're doing. Because with someone like O'Shane, who got buried last year and had a huge tackle for loss yesterday, he is coming through shining bright. Okay, last up for the defense um, is, I know we already talked about Dexter Lawrence, but we need to talk about the fact that across the board, so he had one solo tackle, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and two quarterback hits. I mean, he's a pro bowler. There's no question about it. Last up, Tomon Fox, a guy who was an undrafted free agent. The Giants picked him up, and every week he has been on this stat line with at least one tackle. So, I mean, the coaching staff is just incredible what they're doing with these guys. Everyone is contributing and being part of the team and helping this team win. And it's really wonderful. It's really something that as a fan, I have been missing over the last six years. And I know you guys have been too, because everyone that I talk to cannot actually believe that we are Five and one with a good coaching staff who knows what they're doing and a potential long-term quarterback. Can't wait to hear what everyone says about that one. All right, last up, let's talk about special teams. Now, the Giants in the last six, five, six years, whatever it is, have notoriously probably led the league in losing games by some kicker kicking a 63-yarder, the longest field goal they've ever kicked in their life, and it's always against the Giants, and we always lost. And you know what? It's about time that we get some good luck on our side. Justin Tucker misses a 56-yard field goal yesterday, which is literally unheard of. It's like our dear buddy Graham Gano missing one, and those two are both automatic. They are both incredible kickers. Justin Tucker pretty much almost never misses. So what are the chances that he misses at MetLife Stadium on a 56-yarder. I don't know, but whoever rubbed some sage or called in the witches, I don't know, whoever did it, 
keep doing what you're doing because it's working. <laughs> we need it. Okay. Um, a little more on special teams. Now we need to talk about Gary Brightwell, who is not a rookie. He was on the team last year, but I feel like I talk about him every week because I just have such high hopes for this guy. And every week I'm like, yes, Gary, yes. Um, he had a 47-yard punt return yesterday. I don't know the last time I've ever seen anything like that on the Giants, but it's been a long time. And he's another guy who just steps in. Last year didn't really play that much with the previous coaching staff. Last week, he's got a touchdown against Green Bay. This week, he's got a 47-yard punt return. We are just going to continue to see more from these guys. And it's so excited. And another, I just feel like he's another guy who has a really bright future ahead of him with the Giants. And I love it. Um, Richie James was also used in punt returns. His longest one was eight yards. He only had one, so obviously not as uh, great as Gary. So I expect to see Gary Brightwell used more in the kickoff and punt return game over the next few weeks, the way he's continuing. Um, Graham Gano went one for one on the field goal at 34 yards and three for three on the extra points. Again, Graham Gano, 100% average. What more could you want from this guy? Perfect. Every week, pretty much. Um, and then last up, we need to talk about Jamie Gillen because the poor guy had some sort of passport issue. So he didn't even get back to the U.S. I think it was Thursday. Um, so there's a little bit of concern about whether or not he was playing. But he is someone who is having a great year punting. His longest yesterday was 60 yards and he was averaging 46 per punt. So great day again for Jamie. I think that we are seeing the uh, punt return unit as a whole improve. The tackling was a little bit better. Um, I would like to see that continue to improve, but Thomas McGahee is an excellent coach, and he's always done well with the special teams. So I expect um, nothing less than him continuing that over the next few weeks. So Okay, I think that wraps it up. Overall, pretty good day for the offense and special teams, and it was an excellent day for the defense. And the New York Football Giants are 5 and 1, and we beat the Packers and the Ravens, and we are going into Jacksonville next week as 3-point underdogs, and all I have to say is whoever is doing those money lines it's really showing that you're an Eagles fan. So quit it, first of all. And second of all, fine. Everyone keep doubting us. Keep saying we're the worst 5-1 team out there. It's kind of hard to be terrible and be 5-1. But sure, go ahead. Make us the underdogs against Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is a turnover machine. The Giants get their first one this week. They get Julian Love gets the interception and Leonard Williams recovers the fumble. So Kayvon gets the strip sack. I feel confident that going into Jacksonville, that this team is only going to look better than they did against the Ravens. And that's all I want to see from them is every week they look a little bit better. So that's it. I'll be back next week with a recap of the Jags game. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, my name is Adriana. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at New York Giants Fangirl. Please subscribe to the Everything New York Giants podcast. I put out episodes weekly every single Monday. 
Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you like and share with a friend and feel free to rate it if you really like it. I'll be back next week. Thank you guys. Go Giants.